Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from HR Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists. Michael, I'm really excited for this morning's episode. Um, but before we start, I just want to apologize. I've been nursing a sinus infection. Um, right. I'm on antibiotics. I'm, I'm powering through this one. It's been a week, a rough week and a half. So uh, if I look or sound off, I just want to apologize uh, to all of our, our viewers and listeners. But no, since you tracked this one down, why don't you tell people who we're going to be talking to this morning? Yes. Yeah, so I actually saw this guy on, um, on Twitter, I think from like a retweet that Graham Beck I saw posted. a Graham Beck Instagram repost, which is okay. how I found out about him. So yeah, we're, yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, one. no, but it, it, it's really cool. We're talking to Peter Clyde. He's got this company, Lazels. Um, and why Graham Beck was retweeting, re-Instagramming. Before, before we, before oh. we explain why Graham Beck, why don't we explain what he does and then sort of loop back yeah. around and make the connection? Because yeah, I, I think if we, if, we, if we explain that we're speaking to a puzzle maker, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, it's a little it's a little bit of a different episode. You know, we always talked about doing these tangentially related episodes that, that aren't philatelic in nature, but they're philately related. So what Peter Clyde does is he creates these um, one for one scale titanium puzzles that he engraves with, I assume, lasers. We'll we'll find out in a few minutes. Um but but they're just little tiny yeah, I was puzzles say, when you, you have to puzzle you know i, I i'm sitting in a coffee table i've done puzzles yeah. on this table yeah. I, I think we we you know you you automatically retire so you got a titanium puzzle these are like i don't want to say microscopic because they're not but they're tiny they're, they're small you have to uh, you have to put the puzzle puzzle together with with tweezers i assume unless your hands because are really small right but your fingers cannot physically grab. you know what i'm blown away by these things well yeah. maybe show some maybe you like Put uh, you know, I'll, I'll superimpose some images and post. Yeah, would be awesome. But let's, um, is, is he here yet? He's actually here waiting for let's us. Let's bring him in. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just excited to hear more. Yeah, you guys will see why we're talking to him. Um, yes. This is, this is, we didn't get to really, that part, but I'm really just cool. too excited for this one. All right. Here we go. Hey. Hello. Good morning. How's it going? Morning. Good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks for the invite. No, 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 it was it was it was really cool. We saw you on social media, and we yeah, we were both just it. saying we we saw Graham Beck's uh, reposts of your and and when Michael came to me with this one a couple of days ago, I knew exactly what he was talking about and was very excited <laughs> to get the chance. To cool. Graham Beck, for um, if if you haven't already, I don't know if he, he's very outgoing. He may have already reached out to you, but he's kind of in the hobby, the largest. Um, proponent for for philately on social media he's got this other youtube channel uh called exploring stamps and hashtag philately and he's got about yeah 25 oh he i think yeah, he my, bought my, one of the puzzles yeah yeah i saw that yeah, yeah my da my dad actually introduced me to him uh, a while ago oh um, really yeah so I, I get kind of like watch it you know i don't watch every one of his videos but i'm definitely a big fan too oh fantastic yeah we we saw we saw you saw the saw the puzzle essentially from a from a retweet or charles saw it on instagram from from graham beck so he was pretty excited yeah that was that. awesome to see i was uh i didn't expect that so that was yeah. cool 
so before we get to the the stamps, I guess, can you just sort of give us a little bit of background about yourself, about um... <laughs> oh, it was something and Nigel. Sorry, Nigel hit the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Did he mute you? <laughs> now, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. My, my cat just jumped up on the table and bumped my AirPods, and the computer thought I was putting the AirPods in my ears. So. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, don't do that. Um, so can you just give us a bit of background about yourself? Uh, yeah, sort of non-philatelic uh, CV, what it is you do and, and how you came to create these incredible little works of art. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, so... Um... My, uh, I guess started, starting back a little earlier, um, like growing up, I was really interested in uh, like in metalwork. Um, actually, like kind of, I did a lot of 3D design as, as a kid. So like, I, I kind of wanted to make like jewelry for some reason, um, but it didn't quite mesh with my life. So then I ended up um, giving up that and then going into engineering, which I also loved. Um, so I became an electrical engineer um, and with a focus on miniaturization, um, which is kind of obviously the puzzles for, for miniature. Um, but uh, yeah, my, my, my daily life was basically making electronics smaller, um, like whether it's a satellite or like a phone. Um, wow. I kind of I like had a focus on just what is the smallest that technology can do. Um, that was like always what I was doing. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then one day, you know, I was like, I mean, I've always loved puzzles. I we always do them as as a family, um, like in the holidays and you know, just leisurely. And it was just like obvious and like, wait a minute, no one's ever like really tried to make <laughs> the smallest puzzles they could. Um, and metal was the obvious choice because of the durability of it and mm. the, the level of intricacy you can get. Um, so that, I guess that's kind of a, the shortest summary I can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's fantastic. So do you, is, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. Um, is it a 3D printer? Is it a, do you start with an actual, like a slab of metal that you engrave and then cut? How, how does that process work? Uh, yeah, so, um, I, I mean, we haven't like shown like everything of how we do this because like, okay. it's kind of proprietary, um, but uh, okay. It, but it is uh, like I do start from from flat stock, yeah. um, like like raw from from the mill, um, and and yeah. So I, I cut them. I do use lasers. Um, it's, it's a pretty specialized uh, way of doing it. Um, and then um, I then I laser engrave them. And, I, and if if you guys are from, you guys might have some crossover with like the coin community. Um, mm -hmm. So like if you think of like how a master uh, coin blanking die is made yeah. Yeah. that's effectively how i make this puzzle oh, <laughs> with the, the the level of engraving because because it's titanium it's not like something you can just like stamp a, something into because it's so hard mm -hmm. um so i kind of i kind of engrave them kind of the way like the master die would be of, of a of a blanking die that's incredible so they are kind of raised then or cut into yeah the yeah they can be design. yeah there's uh it depends on the design i do because it doesn't have to be that deep um because like if i'm like removing away uh like color like from an anodizing i don't have to go deep to do that um but i could it's it's yeah what when you came up with this concept of miniaturizing puzzles where did you look to initially for design inspiration was it just i'm going to take a subject matter for a normal size puzzle and make it really small or were you looking to things that were already 
uh, you know, on this uh, scale? Uh, yeah, actually, well, so um, I guess with my ba my background in stamps um, as a kid, um, so my dad was a huge um, collector and uh, he, he like, I actually grew up in uh, like uh, Los Angeles. Um, so like I didn't have like a big yard to play in. <laughs> um, so uh, we like stamp collecting was uh, something like I did with my dad um, and he, he kind of just did it like late nights. Um, so we'd make stamp albums together. Um, I actually just found like, this is like one of my 1996. Oh, um, nice. Actually like my, my first, one of my first ever like, drawings of my own name like the really? worst <laughs> yeah I was, I was i was i was born in 90 so i was six years old <laughs> but um yeah so it, so that was a i was i was loved the art on stamps um uh especially like you know the the ones that are just so intricate based on like maximizing what was possible with the printing process um mm. it just fascinated me so so that was a natural thing that I thought of early on um, in the, the puzzle idea. Um, but I, I my by the, the stamp I actually wanted to do first was the Penny Black stamp. Okay. Um, I haven't done that one yet. Um, but I couldn't ship to the UK yet because of all the like restrictions, um, like the bat tax and, and all those things. I didn't know how to do it. So I wanted to like delay and then I ended up realizing I liked the PUC stamp even more than the penny black stamp. So then I, uh, so then I, I did that one first. Um, but, but yeah, the, the, the level of detail that you can get in a stamp, I feel like is, is harmonious with, uh, what I want to do with, with my puzzles, which is maximize the detail. Um, so, I mean, cause like the rest of our puzzles kind of are, are, are like catchphrases that we, uh, we make puzzles like jewelry. Um, mm -hmm. So like the more intricacy we can pack in, the, the better. <laughs> okay, great. So did you always intend after the, the PUC, was that kind of the first one of a line of stamps or were you going to, were you just throwing that in there, seeing how it did and then creating more jewelry like designs yourself? Was this a, was this a larger intention? Uh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, part of the, uh, part of the reason for doing this, this, you know, lasers at all is like, it's a creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not really just about what it's going to sell the best. It's, right. uh, it's what I like to do. Cause it's, uh, you know, it's my life now. Um, so, so yeah, I, I want to do, uh, I want to do a lot of stamps. I like, I don't see any reason to stop doing stamps oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's uh it's it's just such a perfect uh, display of the you know the all the technology we can pack in um and yeah so like I'll, maybe I'll, i'm not sure exactly how frequent i will do them mm -hmm. um probably at least a couple a year um but yeah it's i mean it has to be the right stamp obviously i'm not going to do like a, a like a mickey mouse stamp that's <laughs> like you know mm -hmm. low resolution and not intricate but um there's so many stamps <laughs> you know what i love about the concept when you're doing a puzzle you're looking for the edge pieces or the sky pieces or somebody's face you're, you're really focused on 
um, what is on each individual piece. And, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people uh, obviously get into stamps for the, into collecting stamps for the design and for the engraving and the artistry behind it. But when you're examining it on this level, I mean, the, the, the stamp you chose is, um, it's one of the most gorgeous stamps ever, but it's almost, uh, it's so much bigger than other stamps of the era. I've always yeah. found it almost overwhelming that, you know, you can't take, because it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't look necessarily like a stamp. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a work of art in and of itself. And I would imagine that when you're looking, uh, you know, at pieces that are, are, are that small, you're really focusing on, oh, here's part of, uh, you know, St. George, here's part of the dragon, here's part of the lettering. And, and in my, you know, in my mind, if I'm uh, focused that much on the minutia, it really helps you um, sort of subdivide and appreciate all of the intricacies of a stamp like that. Whereas if it's just a stamp in an album, you can look at it and appreciate it, I'm sure, but you're maybe not paying attention to, uh, you know, the, the scroll work in the corners or the lettering or something like that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I, I like, uh, I like how large the stamp is on its own merit, but obviously the design, you know, I mean, a lot of people think it's one of the coolest stamps ever, which I'm one of them. Um, it, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool to, it was cool. I don't know, if I, I can show it a little closer. I'll zoom in on my camera later, but the, uh, yeah, like my, the cool part about like the engraving methods too, is like they have like the hash patterns, um, mm -hmm. And there's different levels of hash, like or like how the, how how deep or how how the spacing and stuff. And I was I was able to pretty much reproduce each different one, which was a, a fun focus. So it's it's just really cool to see. And you'll know when you find that piece. So like, oh yeah, this is from you know the the circular section around you know his head. And, and it's just it's just cool to identify each piece that way. So creating the puzzle. Um do you is that i would assume you would pick where the the puzzle pieces go um did that kind of did the design of the stamp really affect the way that you drew out the the puzzle because you can decide how many pieces it's going to be right so you yeah. decided to make them the the size kind of did the design have any influence on that uh yeah i mean uh my the first couple cut drafts I did on it um, were different than the result. Um, I I was excited to be able to do the larger stamp so that I could get 120 pieces in. Um, I am going to do smaller stamps, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> and, but uh, I don't want to overwhelm someone, mm -hmm. especially with like their first puzzle they buy from me, because they can get pretty tiny. Right. Um, I can make them smaller than this uh it's just you know <laughs> has to be has to be an enjoyable experience well, so right. I, I, i'm looking at the uh, at the the puzzle on instagram right now for somebody who maybe hasn't seen it yet can you just try and explain you know what uh what is a piece analogous to how would you uh you know what what size is it and, and sort of what could you um put it in relative terms to to, to give somebody who has no idea yeah how small <laughs> we're actually talking you know an idea of, of just one piece yeah, if, if you pull out a penny, uh, one piece will cover Abraham Lincoln's face. Uh, that's, about... <laughs> that's, really, that's really small. Um, so do you send with the puzzles when you send them out tools to assemble them? Or do... Uh, I do actually, yeah. Um, okay. So I give, I give them, uh, I mean, you guys are familiar with tweezers. Yeah. But, uh, so these are kind of like, they're actually more like what's in like the electronics industry. 
Mm. Um, they're like they're carbon fiber tipped um, uh, stainless steel. Um, but then I also, uh, some people who have uh, like tendonitis or stuff like these, uh, they're basically the same, but aluminum, pretty cool. They're mm -hmm. Swiss made. Um, and then there's also, uh, these are pretty cool. These are from uh, Japan. Um, they're called D-Master. They're actually for diamond handling. Um, oh, wow. Are those the ones with yeah. the uh, grips on them? Yeah, they have, they're like a elastomer tips with yeah. like a, a reinforced plastic section. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we provide um, tweezers with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wait, there's an, there's another part of your question that I missed. My question? Or uh, Charles? Oh, Charles? Oh, yeah, the, the, the Abe Lincoln space was, was perfect. I just wanted people who, who maybe haven't seen the puzzle yet to visualize, you know, what, what we're talking here. Because it's, it's um, again, I keep looking at Instagram just because it's so mind-blowing. Uh, yeah. Well, there was, there was one part the, with the cut. Uh, I did, so I did actually end up, I tweaked the cut in a lot of places so that it didn't interfere with like features. Like, mm -hmm. um, like if you look at uh, his nose, uh, I actually made sure that the nub like fully goes around the <laughs> nose um, because it actually can. There, there's a there's a clashing that can happen if the if the the cut overlaps in in a conflicting way um, visually. So th there's a lot of work okay. that goes into that aspect as well. I noticed on some of your puzzles, the, the pieces are um, uh, shapes rather, you know, not, not a jigsaw puzzle piece, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at one here where there's uh, animals and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, whimsies or figurals is what they call them. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Would you ever consider doing that with a stamp where uh, like cer certain, exa yeah, exactly. certain aspects of the stamp's design are, um, you know, uh, cut to shape and then the rest of the puzzle maybe is more conventional jigsaw puzzle shape? Is that something you've considered? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, this one is kind of more of a showcase um, for like piece density. Um, but yeah, for sure. In, in the future, I'm going to do more of that. Um, it really depends on the puzzle, too. Um, I might do some out of uh, out of brass in the future, too. This one was titanium. Um, but brass is also, uh, it's kind of nice to do the intricate whimsies in, in brass as well. I can see that pairing quite nicely with some yeah, there's a lot. I mean, a lot of vintage stamps. Like the paper almost looks yellow, anyways. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. So um, we actually, in the intro and and here, we haven't actually <laughs> said what what it is <laughs> that you did. Why we reached out to you? So you designed um, the one for one scale of the of the Great Britain 1929 Postal Union Congress stamp. And we'll we'll throw a photo up there, but the you do hour drops, which was so interesting to me. Is is <laughs> you you release the stamp for an hour, and people have an hour to buy it, and then you never never make it again. So these things, in their own way, are well inherently collectible. Also, so you're almost making a, a you're making a one for one commemorative puzzle for the collectible stamp um it no it was it was really interesting can you talk a little bit about the idea behind the the one hour drops i mean because these i assume will scale in in customer base massively which will make them even more collectible desirable uh yeah, how did, what was the thought behind that? 
yeah um i mean it's uh a lot like a lot of my, my wife and i like you do all our business planning together um so it was kind of it was kind of early on i was realizing that what i wanted to do was make as many things as i could but not in quantity but in like of of output but like quantity of like new designs um and i couldn't figure out a way to do it like cohesively until we realized that i don't have to keep making something after i sell it like i can i can move on to a new thing um so that i get to be creative um so it's kind of a time management device where mm -hmm. um it just lets me be fully free to be fully in design mode and then fully in you know crafting mode um and then i don't have to look back um and it just it just it's really free for for me as a as a business owner um because it, it feels more like i'm just doing art than i'm than doing production <laughs> yeah uh, um so yeah it, it works out well so that I, we do an hour then uh we essentially allow you know whoever whoever is committed and watching at the time and they're on the notifications li list to then commit to buy it within that hour and, and then we make them to order um but we don't take any we don't take any orders after that hour's over just so that we can call it a wrap okay so the there's no customer cap within the hour it's just you've got an hour to buy this and then that's yeah at it. least at least for now um just right. because uh you <laughs> right. know i make them myself um i've got i've got one other employee um and and it's like him and i make them together um and yeah i mean and originally we were doing one of a hundred um but that kind of limited what types of designs i could do uh, just for so that it would be viable to to pursue them in this way I, I can pursue more a larger range hmm. um, of options and and just have it be the hour sale do you uh, uh, I don't know how much is proprietary but do you let people know how many of each puzzle are produced after that hour for example the 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 PUC do you uh, sort of number them based on the number of orders uh, so hmm. that people know I've got one of 200 or a thousand or 50 or whatnot yeah I mean we don't, we don't really just give all that information i don't i'm not sure how helpful it would be to do so um but um i mean it's more than we sell more than 100 um but like less than a thousand it's different it's like totally different each drop so i don't like if if we were to publish that it'd be a little weird because people would assume that each one would be one or the other and kind of my point is like i'm not i'm not just like pursuing what sells the best i'm like right Right. it's 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 just i'm excited i'm excited to see how many each one sells <laughs> like it's it's fun it's fun to see the diversity of it so um this one when do you kind of you they're still in design right now right you're still making the the puc stamps when that finishes how soon after that do you begin the design for the next uh puzzle <laughs> Um, I mean, pretty much immediately. I, I mean, I take a day off or something, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I have like, uh, I have like a design book, um, of, of in bookmarks of all of what I'm working on. So like, I always have like a dozen or so options. And then I just, I basically just like feel out which one seems right for the time. And then I, I finalize it. it. I mean, it definitely takes like a month to finalize each one. Mm. Um, like it it's a lot of work um 
there's a lot that goes into it and that's, that's another reason i can't just remake old designs because right. there's like so much uh fixturing and like i have to lay out all of my equipment like there it's not that easy to to have i'd have to have like a massive warehouse to to yeah. like or a production facility to do no, that that, that makes sense. It wouldn't make sense if someone bought an old design, then you'd have to redo your whole setup and change it from what it is yeah. now. Yeah. How long? Yeah, and it... each each puzzle usually like back to back. I try to have a lot of diversity in the the puzzle to puzzle. So like the next puzzle will not be a stamp puzzle. Yeah. Um, that, that's uh, what I was gonna. I was gonna ask yeah, that because you know you, you've got a, a Venetian 16th century design here. You've got you know uh, items from the Metropolitan Museum. You've got some that are very classically inspired. Um, and then others that are totally cutting edge and futuristic and <laughs> certainly not. So, so I, I was gonna ask, do you try to mix it up from puzzle to puzzle to keep it interesting? And, and where do you look for design in your daily life where, you know, or do you come across things just over the course of a normal day and you say, Hey, that would make a great miniature puzzle. I mean, uh, unfortunately my, my normal day is filled with uh, me not being able to step outside of identifying <laughs> everything as a puzzle, <laughs> but, um, yeah yeah it's uh i mean museums are my main inspiration for sure um i've you know i i, I consider myself my own mini curator um so it's uh yeah I've, i basically if if i i don't want much tv i'll just browse through museum art <laughs> so it's uh it's it's yeah it's there's so much out there especially and i really love the things that are like the forgotten treasures like um you know like like that Venetian lace design. I mean, sure, someone who understands lace design would have studied that in detail. Because um, it is actually it's I mean, for for someone who knows that that world, it is kind of famous, um, that piece, um, but someone who is not in that world, they would have never seen it. Um, so it's really, it's really fun. And it, it worked really well, like with the, the laces of brass, it, it was just cool. So how long does it take to to build not design, but to physically build each puzzle? Um, I mean, it's just totally different every time <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, I can do a handful of them each day. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just totally different. It's hard to, okay. hard to estimate. Do you mean for the, for the user when they buy their, when it arrives in the mail? Oh, no, no. I meant for, oh, okay. that's a great yeah, question too. Okay. So I get my, my, my puzzle in the mail. How long do you think it takes me uh, having, you know, not seen it or maybe not, you know, not having the, uh, the up close uh, relationship with it that you have? What is the the user experience like typically? Yeah, um, I, I, I try to stay away from hours because I'm unable to estimate them because I know the design so well. Hmm. Um, I, I have them memorized. I just I know where every piece goes. But um, I, like I envision most of my puzzles are like, are like a whole Saturday type type of activity. Um, but uh, some of them can definitely extend, <laughs> like some of my smaller puzzles, like I made one uh, called the Azure 121 that was, uh, there was no graphic on it and it was blue um, and it was edgeless. And that was like a <laughs> 20 hour puzzle for some people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed to take up time and it's supposed to also be easy too, because uh, like we, we give them like a little uh, velvet drop cloth and you can just drop the puzzle on it and like set it on the side of your desk and then come back to it later. It doesn't take up your whole living room table. That That's incredible. It's It sounds like a real passion project, not only for yourself, but for people. But is there something, do you provide them with a kind of display case or is something 
there's something that you display you keep i assume you keep one for yourself of every puzzle um yeah how do you display them do you keep them constructed or do you keep them deconstructed what's your (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is actually an ongoing uh it's our number one question uh of how do we display these things um Mm -hmm. the 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 answer is uh I don't have space right now to make displays. Um, I'm building. I'm building a new shop um, so that I'll have more space, more capacity. Um, like the displays actually will take up more more space. Like right. just, I'll be managing materials that. Um, yeah, so I want to work on my own displays. I, I really like uh, them behind glass, not 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 plastic, um, and uh, double sided is pretty cool. Um, some people use like a like a floating frame and then they just squeeze it between the two sheets of glass so no, there's no frame that's perfectly designed for it because they assume a certain thickness of like a photo or something yeah. um but it can work out um if someone's a little handy we want to publish like a guide in the meanwhile sometime of the best way to do that um there's other ways you could like you could tape the back of them with like a, a non-residue leaving tape um and then like then like mount that tape double-sided to something else like within an overall frame you could do that um there's a lot of ways the 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 that the double-sided tape i mean they in the videos on your instagram you have a video of you bending the puzzle these are really durable once they're built um it doesn't look like a like a normal puzzle so i must i must assume they're hard to take apart too um uh no not not necessarily the uh uh I mean, they're like the, so the edges of the puzzles, they interlock very, with hardly any gap. Um, okay. I mean, obviously that's kind of my, right. that's, that's my, my specialty of making the gap as small as possible. But um, because of that, if you like, if you like pick one up by the corners, like, and just like kind of put a little bit of pressure, mm-hmm. there's like nowhere for them to like slide out and fall to. So they kind of pulled together pretty well. I can actually, I can show one here. Let me, let me adjust my camera. Oh, that's really cool. Hold on. Hold on. Um, make sure it doesn't focus. That's incredible. Yeah, so um, I can focus it close to it. Um, yeah, so if if you pick up, like wow. they they hold they hold pretty well, and then uh, like if you look at the back, you can kind of see the like the way the pieces like touch each other, and oops, yeah. So like I mean, they just kind of hold together pretty well as long as you're putting a little bit of pressure on. If you if you like ease off on the pressure, they could all fall out. So obviously I'm holding my cloth under here. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then this one, uh, I kind of, uh, you know, so in the puzzle world, some people, like in the high-end puzzle world, not everyone likes just a normal grid cut. That, you know, like the whimsy is really popular. But this one, um, kind of hard to see when you're looking at it with all of them. But um, like every other piece is, is a rhombus. In, the, in this design so it actually has a cool uh light catching element where it's not just everything square um yeah. so it's easier to see in person but 
the, and yeah. and we'll show photos of the your photos of uh of kind of the front and the back um oh, yeah. as well but but that's just really the photos and then that it's absolutely incredible so uh, a, a question <clears throat> sorry a question i have you you mentioned uh, and it it doesn't surprise michael or i because we're we're in the stamp world so it doesn't surprise us that there is a high-end puzzle for <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> surprising thing we've heard but I, I assume uh, you, you've had enough drops now. You have enough of a following where there are people who look forward to your drops and buy your puzzles because they're a fan of your puzzles. And then I assume that for something like this, you get people like Graham Beck who come to it because of the subject matter. He, you know, maybe Graham, you know, I don't think Graham, I don't want to speak for him, but I, I would assume he's not in the high-end puzzle community on a regular basis. And, and for him, it's the subject matter that was so interesting. So, you know, mm -hmm. what sort of feedback do you get? Is it a lot of people who love the puzzle aspect? Is it a lot of people who love the uh, particular subject matter? Uh, you know, do, do you see people coming out of the woodwork for just one or two specific puzzles? Uh, is it a lot of repeat business? Again, what, what sort of feedback do you get from people, um, you know, across the board from puzzlers to stamp collectors? Yeah. Um... It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's across the board. Uh, I don't know that I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever intended or could do like an analysis of my customer base. Um, the only thing I can, I could say about my customer base that I, that I do know is it's about 50, 50 male and female, um, which I was, I don't know. I, don't, I would, I never knew. I didn't know what to expect. So I guess they're pretty universally appealing. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, initially it was, uh, it was the hardcore, um, you know, puzzle collectors that were our, our primary base. Um, and that really gave us the initial momentum we needed to see it as a, a viable, you know, focus um, for us. Because obviously I can't just make these, you know, they're too expensive to make just right. as a hobby. <laughs> um, no, I would, but I, I I'd imagine up. there's some fun crossover that you can introduce stamp collectors to high-end puzzles and you can introduce puzzle collectors yeah. to stamps now. There's probably some cross-pollination there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope so. And and I th it's the, the high-end puzzles are actually like very regional within the U.S. Um, like over, over on your coast, uh, they're a little bit more popular in like the high-end, especially like the high-end wooden puzzles um out here like in the seattle-ish area um a lot of people haven't they're not that familiar with it so it's 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 really cool to be able to like let people know that there's something other than cardboard puzzles cardboard was actually the successor of of you know hand cut wooden puzzles so like oh. yeah it's like it's like a whole it's like a whole world in itself that i i'm really happy to introduce people to that world not just my puzzles um and yeah, I mean, it's a thing to collect too. Like there's like the people in the stamp world, um, collecting is fun. Like I, I, I love collecting. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just fun. <laughs> so then, you know, kind of going off of that, your stamp collection, um, you said you collected when you were young with your father, you still collect, do you collect the entire time or did you come back to it after a while? What was kind of your your history with with collecting there? Yeah, I mean, during my life as an engineer, I kind of like lost uh, lost any hobby. <laughs> um, I, was, I was pretty focused on what I did, um, but uh, immediately after entering you know life as self employed as for for doing this, I went straight back into it. Um, 
Um, right now, I'm, I'm not really focusing on albums as much as, or that, that was kind of what I did with my dad. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm focusing more on uh, the the most intricate stamps <laughs> that I can possibly, like the most visually appealing for me. I mean, it's funny because some of those will be extremely high value stamps mm -hmm. that I could never afford. Um, but then there's the other stamps that are like extremely low value that just look so beautiful to me. Um, and and I have to, it's going to be interesting deciding which ones to do because I don't know I like I don't know what other people like I know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I was I was thinking that earlier kind of that it's easier right now to buy, uh, you know, a pu a mint puc stamp than it is the puzzle that was commemorating <laughs> the, the PUC stamp, even that's, though it's like an $800 caliber stamp. That's super funny. Um, yeah, yeah the, the reselling out of my puzzle is actually pretty good from what I've seen too. That's, uh, not, not many people, I've only seen a couple people even be willing to give them up. Oh yeah, I would imagine that it, once someone gets it, it's because they yeah. want it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's one guy who buys two of every puzzle so he can sell one and keep one. It's pretty mm. funny. <laughs> So my, my, my last thought is there's a lot of postal administrations around the world that have done, um, I don't want to use the word gimmicky, but sort of gimmicky stamps where I have a stamp that has pieces of meteorite ground up into it, or it's a stamp made out of leather or a the chocolate stamp made stamps. out of wool. I'm sorry? Chocolate stamps. Cho chocolate stamps, exactly. There, there's these stamps that are, you know, maybe geared more towards collectors than actually being put on mail, but I would love to see some foreign postal administration uh, reach out to you and, and create... Yeah. A, uh, a puzzle that is valid for postage. That would be, I think, something, uh, that, again, that, that's what I would love to see. Is if, if, if some some postal administration said, make me a, a stamp that people have to build before they can put on a letter. I think that would be, uh, again, such a, such a great concept. And there's very few things that haven't been done. Again, leather, wool, satin. I feel like they've, they've you know, even uh, little stamps that play on a record player. They've got, you know, the Bhutan national anthem uh, impressed into them. So again, I think a puzzle stamp may be the last great frontier of uh, of stamp. That, that's that's, that's cool. what I'm going to be pulling for someday in the future. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and along the collector base, I'd love to see you know exhibiting is huge in our in our hobby. I'd love to see people kind of exhibit with some of the designs that you build either here uh, or the puzzles that you build either here or in the future too. I think that would be um, That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, we, we don't really go to like puzzle trade shows are actually kind of like a small thing. Like they aren't. Okay. There's like most of them are just like mass appeal products that don't like it doesn't really mesh well with with what we do. Um, the, the actual like wooden puzzle community is pretty pretty close knit, so like they don't they almost don't even need a trade show. But um, yeah, yeah, we might, we might, it'd be cool to go to like a, a stamp show sometime. I mean, I used to go to stamp shows as a kid, so it's like, it, it'd be cool. It'd be like a coming full circle thing. It'd, it'd be fun someday. Yeah, yeah. No, well, well so it's, oh, go ahead, Charles. No, you go ahead, Michael. I was just going to thank Peter, but you can... well, so What I was going to say, uh, you know, the, the, the most important thing, if somebody wants to find out about future drops, if somebody wants to uh, sign up, yeah, I know you can sign up for text alerts to, to find out uh, about future stamp puzzles and non-stamp puzzles, uh, where can people go to, uh, to, to find out more, to, to sign up for the list, to buy these puzzles? Uh, what, what, what is, uh, what is, what is the, the best course of action? Yeah, uh, so the, it's lazels.com, um, L-A-Z-E-L-S, and uh, 
definitely like I know I know some people are hesitant to put their phone number in but like it's with the hour-long drops that was the only way we could figure out to do it where people actually get the mm -hmm. get the message and not be like upset that they missed it so yeah. and you can and you can opt out at any time but uh definitely the phone number method is we do technically have an email like sign up on there but like none of the emails get delivered um <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, um, and then if to basically like a week or two before each release, I'll start publishing a couple videos and pictures on uh, on our Instagram, which is Lazel's Puzzles. There, um, just kind of get people excited about it. Um, so I, I can't I can't just hold in my excitement myself. Like it, it has to come out a little early. Um, but uh, yeah, and then yeah yeah I mean, you can email me if they have any questions about. What we're doing um our emails the clydes at lazels.com it's fantastic thank you so much peter i've already signed up i signed up yesterday for the text alerts i, <laughs> I can't wait for the do, again for i've the got the website up right now i'm gonna do the same thing right yeah. this second. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're both excited next stamp you do i think you've got two more buyers right here yeah. uh, and yeah. I, I may, maybe i'll get impatient i won't even wait for the next stamp i'll just <laughs> I'll just pull the trigger on whatever you whatever you release next. So yeah, yeah uh, no, and if any if anyone watching either wants to uh, submit stamp suggestions of their favorites, mm -hmm. um, I, I you know I, like there's just so many stamps out there, especially yeah because because I grew up I didn't mention this earlier but like I grew up with an American stamp focus, mm -hmm. um, so like I, I there's so much I'm realizing I that I have not explored, <laughs> and and I I can't like I can't even consume all the stamps in the world fast enough oh, in yeah. my mind, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, thank you again so much. This has been phenomenal. The, the design, I know it, it, it was designed by Great Britain, but <laughs> the way that you, that you created the puzzle, it looks just as beautiful as the stamp. And it's just, it's so, it's flawless. Um, no, I mean, th thank you for that. And, uh, and and it's been a pleasure talking to you. And, and this has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you for getting up so early to yeah. talk to us. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, it's great. I, I start my day early. Yeah. Cool. Well, th yeah, thank you guys. This is this is really fun. Absolutely, pleasure talking to you. Thank yeah, you. Have a good one. You too. I was signing up for text alerts on my phone as we were talking because <laughs> I I want one of these things. Mm -hmm. I um, it's sort of a digression, but I grew up um, fascinated by Rubik's cubes. And okay. other uh, three-dimensional twisty I've seen puzzles. cubes on your puzzle on your on your on desk. my desk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my office has uh, probably about two dozen uh, different Rubik's cubes in it. Uh, <laughs> I would go to competitions. I would go to trade shows and meet other designers and things okay. like that. So I, uh, it, it a doesn't surprise me that there is a uh, wood and metal jigsaw high-end community out there. Yeah, and that's, even that's worse, and I, I, I hope Olivia is not uh, listening to this episode because I want to get into said community. Uh, having seen this, I don't even care about the stamp connection anymore. <laughs> I, just, I just want these puzzles really badly. Uh, and this is yeah. something I feel like I could totally dedicate way too much time and money to. Yeah. So uh, this, is, this has been fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the fact that he, this is his full-time job now, he has an employee, he builds these puzzles the the amount of thought and planning that goes into these designs it was just so incredible to see his past projects and then how much care and, and how kind of like you said new age how futuristic this idea is yeah how and the fact, but the fact is. the fact that he recognized when you're dealing with things that are like 
an inch or two. Yeah. There's no better source of inspiration than stamps, I would say. These yeah. are art. Well, you, know, you can take a, a, a full-size artwork and try and shrink it to that size. Mm -hmm. But when the stamp was being designed, they were taking into account the dimensions and the scale yeah. of it. So, mm -hmm. you know, th that that part of the... Yeah, they're one for one. Exactly. That's already, you know, it's already been shrunk. Yeah. Now all he has to do is chop it up and, and subdivide it and, and, yeah. and, you know, further make it uh, just something really incredible. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm fascinated by this concept. I'm signed up for the texts. Lazels.com, L-A-Z-E-L-S.com, Lazels Puzzles on Instagram. I'm, I'm fascinated by uh, this. Yeah, I'm obsessed already. Yeah. This, and, yeah. and he was such a nice guy. He, this is, it was, it's five in the morning his time. That's when we yeah. did this interview. Yes, you also reached out to me on Wednesday to say that you had set this up. So this yes. all came together. So I, I think Graham posted like last weekend about yes. this. Yes, Graham this posted. I sent him a message asking if he was going to do more stamps. He said yes. I said, please talk to us. Um, and this was amazing. That happened in the, in the span of a week, and it's now 5 a.m. his time. Yeah. No, this was absolutely incredible. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Uh, let's, let's keep doing more like this because this yeah. is – this is what makes uh, conversations with philatelists so fun. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a this was a good one. Thank you for everybody listening. Um, we're also on YouTube. Uh, you should check it out. There's I will tag it where he picked up the puzzle and showed how it can bend. But I'm also going to include photos of the front and the back of uh, his his other puzzles as well. I'll just kind of throw them in throughout. Um, but uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, philatelypodcast at gmail.com, philatelypodcast.com. Uh, we're both on Twitter. Um, Charles. I'm looking at the puzzles, uh, man. Wait, I'm sorry. I forget your I'm, Twitter I'm, handle. No, Michael. I'm, I'm uh, here. Michael J. Court. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm distracted. I'm yeah, looking I mean, at it. I can't stop. Yeah, we're on Twitter. It's all you all, You did all the links. I'm, just get me one of these puzzles, man. Yeah. Um, no, uh, we appreciate all of our listeners as always. Um, reach out to us if you have other suggestions about people who maybe aren't traditional stamp collectors but have some cool <laughs> connection to the hobby like uh, like today's wonderful chat. So uh, yeah. we really enjoyed this and we'll, we'll be back again real soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much and see you next time.